You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. The being selfish part allows you to be so full and taking care of for you that you can show up for your clients. You can show up for the people that you're supposed to be showing up for. And that is the benefit of the boundaries that you set. Many people believe that if they show up in more places more frequently, they will be more successful. That when it comes to visibility, more is better. But yet for some of us, the idea of showing up in all the places and churning out content nonstop leaves them just feeling exhausted. And for others of us that are not at the place of even trying that and getting to that exhaustion and burnout, we just avoid it altogether. And that can lead to shame and guilt about our own visibility and our own showing up for our brands. But what if I told you that having boundaries is actually essential to your brand? That possibly showing up in less places and having more boundaries in place can actually make your brand more effective and more successful. You're listening to Flaunt Your Fire, the branding and visibility podcast where we own our values as we amplify our influence. I'm your host, India Jackson, and I am so excited to dig into today's conversation. As you know, I love having professionals here on the podcast that can really, really dig into some of these concepts that we talk about here with new perspectives and bringing in some of those tangible pieces and actionable steps for you to take. And when I think about visibility and I look at the work that I've done with people in their early journey of working with me during those initial discovery calls to find out if we're a great fit to work with each other. And sometimes even in the first phase of working together, there can be this story that I'm going to be visible and I'm ready to do brand visibility means I need to be everywhere all the time. Uh, Just saying that exhausts me. (laughs) Even thinking about it exhausts me. And I am so excited because today's guest, we are going to be digging into exactly that and why it's so important to set boundaries for your brand. And without delaying any further, 
I think it's important to say that our guest, Dr. Marquetta Sims, is a licensed psychologist, a yoga meditation teacher, and the CEO and founder of Worth Wisdom and Wellness Center in Atlanta, Georgia. And she's also EMDR trained and a certified clinical trauma professional. Foundationally, she approaches therapy from a person-centered perspective filtered through multicultural, social justice, and empowerment lenses. And Marquetta believes that in holistic model of treatment, so looking at the whole human, she specializes in helping Black women heal from trauma and develop a healthier sense of self and enhance their overall wellness. And I couldn't think of a better guest for today's conversation. As we dig into this episode, we're going to be talking about how Dr. Sims is disrupting the meaning of boundaries and why they are essential for your brand. We're going to be discussing the downside of being visible all the time in all the places. And she's even going to share how she tunes in and listens to what she needs in order to thrive. And it wouldn't be a Flaunt Your Fire episode if we didn't also dig into some misconceptions like what are some things that people think about boundaries, but might not actually be true. And she's going to disrupt what you think about that. So stay tuned as we dig into this episode and you'll even get an action that you can take today to create more impact in your brand visibility. Welcome to the show, Marquetta. Thank you, India. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you. It's always a pleasure to have brilliant doctors and therapists and experts on the show to speak to the things that are not my area of expertise. (laughs) Erica and I joke around about it all the time, but I am definitely more of the tangible side. And so being able to bring that heart-centric and therapy and more softer side of what visibility looks like is always so great to have here. So thank you for your time and everything that I know we're going to dig into today. Absolutely. I am really looking forward to bringing that. So thank you again for having me. And speaking of that, I know that one of the things that comes up oh so often in my very tangible-based visibility and branding work with clients is questions around where do they need to be online? Um, How should they be visible? Um, Is Instagram or TikTok or um, at one point it was Snapchat, the best places for them to be? And we'll go into an area and we'll find like a sweet spot. And then before you know it, there's this new platform. You're like, oh, do I need to be on that platform too? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've experienced a little bit of that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I feel like um, underneath that very tangible and strategic question is probably some things that are mindset and boundary related. Mm -hmm. And so I I think it's impossible to talk about your marketing strategy, your visibility strategy, and where you're going to show up without talking about boundaries. And I know you have really been disrupting the meaning of boundaries and why they're essential for your brand. Would you care to dig into that for a little bit? Absolutely, India. That is a great way to start this conversation because you're so right that 
we're, we live in this culture and this society that tells us you have to be on every social media platform. And if you're going to be on every social media platform, you have to be posting. I saw a post one time that was like, you have to post X number of times and X number of reels and um, carousel posts, like in a number of weeks. And I felt overwhelmed just looking at one for Instagram. And so we're constantly getting these messages around what we're supposed to be doing. And I think that it's important to have this conversation around boundaries because it first dispels this myth and this belief that the only way that you can be successful in these spaces is by not having any boundaries. And so what I am kind of trying to debunk around this is that this idea of if you have boundaries, if you are setting up a space for yourself that one, that makes you a bad business owner or it's going to be negative or bad for your brand, but also that there's something wrong with you, that you're mean or you're selfish or you're self-focused because you're setting boundaries around yourself and around your brand. And I think that that is kind of the biggest underlying piece of it is it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad business owner. It doesn't mean that your business is not going to be successful if you have boundaries in your professional brand. And dare I say, maybe it could make your business more successful. Dare we say that, right? <laughs> I would honestly argue that yes, it's honestly something that's so counterculture in a lot of ways that it's almost appealing. People actually seek out those of us who, like if we think about Beyonce, just for a moment, and we think about the way that she has such good boundaries, I mean, probably more on an extreme than most of us have, because, you know, we're not Beyonce and building our brand. But if we just use that as an example, her boundaries around her personal life, around her professional life, they're so appealing to us that we're constantly wanting to just see what else she's offering. And so I just wonder if we took a similar concept with our Ourselves of putting these parameters, if you will, maybe we even change the language, but we put these parameters around what it is that we're willing to divulge within our brand. And I imagine that it's actually going to keep people more interested in what it is that you're, you're presenting when you bring something. I feel like the topic of really kind of having some things in place to decide mm -hmm. when you show up, how you show up, and what your limitations with that are yeah. is not new, but the the phrase boundaries has mm -hmm. really been a bit of a buzzword lately. And I'm curious to know, in your opinion, why might this suddenly be on the mind of so many people? Like, why now? I think why now is that we're having more conversations about mental health, honestly. We're bringing to the forefront that the constantly being on, the constantly showing up, the being available all the time, the not having boundaries is actually significantly impacting our mental health. When you feel obligated to always be showing up, your anxiety is likely a lot higher. When you are comparing yourself to highlight reels on social media, you're probably feeling depressed. You're probably having more self-esteem issues that come up. And so a lot of times our behaviors and our patterns of how we are showing up in these social media spaces reflect what is going on in our internal world and in our internal spaces. So as we started to have more conversations about our mental health, we started normalizing that 
people experience depression and anxiety and the social media often contributes to depression and anxiety, we started to get real honest about, okay, if these factors are correlated, if they're showing up to impact each other, then what is at the root of that? And at the root of it really is about setting boundaries. So I think that we just took something that felt very hidden for a long time, that felt very um, stigmatized for a long time. And while it still is, I want to be very clear that we are not out of the stigmatization (laughs) of mental health. I do think there are a lot more conversations that are being had about it. And in those conversations, we're having this push around prioritizing yourself and around taking care of yourself. And in that push, we're seeing the language around boundaries come up a lot more frequently. Yeah. And I'm not sure... um how this may be different for different people from different Mm -hmm. backgrounds. But speaking Mm -hmm. for myself and coming from a very working class family Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, I'm first generation college graduate in my family Mm -hmm. and things like that. There was always this kind of push of like, you have to work hard, you have to hustle. And so Mm -hmm. going into business for myself and recognizing that a large part of how I would generate Mm -hmm. new business and new clientele and more revenue would mean being visible and sharing yeah. what it is we offer and case studies and things like that. Um, it could really just like hone in on this idea that you can't say no because oh. if what happens if you don't oh. show up or will the opportunities still come? Now I've come a long way in that journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know that there's probably someone out there that can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it would be helpful for that person to know what the downside of being visible all the time in all the places might be. Oh, that's such a great question. And also, if I if I can just kind of um, address that part of these internalized beliefs that we have from our working class backgrounds, there I also go into saying from our cultural backgrounds, from some of our racial and ethnic backgrounds, I know that as being a Black woman for myself personally, that was also something that was very much so drilled in my head around, you have to work twice as hard just to get half as much. And so this like hustle and grind and sleep when, you dead, when you're dead culture has severely impacted our ability to show up in this entrepreneurial space. And then you layer that on top of this pressure to perform and this pressure to be on all the time and these concepts that you have to take on every opportunity that comes to you, that you have to do everything that um, someone offers or someone says is the appropriate way. When we start layering that on, we can't pretend like there isn't this internal um, drive, if you will, to give into that, that that fear of failing, that fear of this isn't going to work out unless I do this thing. Those are very real things. And so I just want to acknowledge that first, that it comes from somewhere, that this isn't just, well, this is what this book told me to do, so I'm doing it. I think that those underlying messages that we've received all of our lives for some of us start to really reinforce those beliefs as well. And so the downside of that is when you're on all the time and when you're in all the spaces, you start to lose something. And so 
you may lose parts of yourself. You may lose the other priorities that you have in your life. You may lose energy. You may lose sleep. You may lose health. I think a lot about people who end up in the hospital with very um, undiagnosed, if you will, symptoms and diseases. And the only thing it is, is I'm exhausted, right? And so we lose the, the things that we lose, we really start to chip away at our um, our lived experiences in the world. And so it may even, I, I want to be very clear about that because being on all the time, being in all the spaces may actually give you tangible results. I remember when I started my business, I was always like, on doing something and it may not necessarily have been on social media but it was just this feeling and this urgency and this need to always be available and to always be on working on my business but what i didn't realize at the time it was pulling away from my marriage it was pulling away from my friendships it was pulling away from my health and if those things are being pulled away from is the the money, the fame, the followers, the influence, is that worth it? It's kind of that cliche thing of like, do, do your degrees keep you warm at night? Probably mm. not. <laughs> like, are your social media followers keeping you warm at night? Probably not. And so when we really take stock of how putting our all into showing up and being visible starts to deteriorate our internal world and our other priorities. I think that's the biggest loss that we experience. Uh, Thank you so much for laying that out so beautifully. Um, And I can completely relate. I mean, I'll say like the language even of how it is sometimes verbalized um, in my experience as a black woman has been like hustle or die. I mean, that is literally what is being said, <laughs> like hustle mm-hmm. or die. Um, you know, the the idea of being on and performing and mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> just yes yeah. to everything yes. that you said about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And speaking of that and being able to relate to that, I know um, if there is someone listening who is like, hmm, you have me really thinking and the wheel spinning about what am I giving up by being on all the time, you know, where might they start or where have you started in your own life in being able to tune in and listen to what you really need in order to thrive? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, And so I'll share a little bit about what it was for me. And then I'll also just offer some other tips that have been known to be helpful for other people. Um, For me, it was the slowing down that really did it. I had to start being very intentional about meditation, about yoga, about cutting myself off. So setting those limits and those boundaries around, I'm not working after a certain time. (laughs) Like I'm not, I'm just not going to. And slowly over time, as I started to put those parameters, I started to put those boundaries around myself because I haven't, I didn't say this earlier, but I do want to just kind of bring this up right now. An important thing for us to remember about boundaries is that we usually get the message that the boundaries are about other people. So say, for example, you're a 
an Instagram influencer. You have all these followers and all these people messaging you at all times of the day and night. It's not the boundary is not that they stop messaging you. The boundary is not like I wish that they would stop reaching out to me. The boundary is around you responding to them. The boundaries that we set up are actually for ourselves because we have no control over how other people respond to us. The only thing that we have control over is how we set boundaries for ourselves. And so for me, I had to get very clear around what are the limitations that I'm going to put on myself. And that came through slowing the pace. It came through meditation time because you have to intentionally stop and pause and reflect on what is going on. It came through prayer. It came through wanting to listen. So not just praying to a God, but also opening my ears to listen, which meant being quiet. It meant that certain things just didn't happen. So for me and my brand and my visibility, I did not get on all of the social media platforms. I'm not on TikTok. Like we're not, I'm not doing things that extend beyond the capacity of what I have to be able to do. And I had to learn to accept that and be okay with maybe we're not necessarily going to take over the TikTok world. But what we will be able to do is in this space and in this lane that I'm in, we're going to do excellent work in that area. Because one of the things that happens when you're on all the time and in all the spaces, you're not actually thriving in probably any of those spaces. We often hear this concept of being a jack of all trades as if that's a good thing. But the other side of that is if you're a jack of all trades, you're a master of none. But instead, when you withdraw and you bring those boundaries around what am I going to focus my attention on, it really allows you to prosper and flourish in specific areas. And so those were kind of some of the things that I had to get really clear around and that acceptance piece of I'm just not necessarily going to be doing all of these things and that's okay. Um, was a really powerful part for me too. And I think too, the, there's a part about faith that comes into that, that we try to do all of these things. So remember, like there's a, there's always going to be this undercurrent of something that's driving the behavior. And I think a part of the reason that we, want to do all the things all the time is because we don't have faith and we don't trust and we're trying to control every single thing that happens because we fear the uncertainty and the unknown. And so really kind of going back to having faith helped me to not worry as much about the boundaries that I was setting for myself. I think another really great way to do the exploration first to find out about whether or not there's a boundary that you need to set is to really take a look at how you feel. And this probably sounds like super therapisty, right? But <laughs> how do you feel when you're showing up in these spaces? Does it bring you joy to be engaging? Does it energize you? Does it make you feel good when you're showing up? And if it doesn't, chances are that's telling you a couple of things. It might be telling you that you're burned out and so nothing feels good. Or it might be telling you that that's actually not in alignment with what you need. 
that lack of alignment really does shape the ways that you're able to show up in different spaces. And so making sure that your values are leading you and what it is that you're showing up for. And if you're clear on your values, you're going to be very clear around where it is and how it is that you need to be showing up. Most marketers lead with the question, what are you selling? I ask, what is lighting your fire? This question is so important, and it's one that we truly dig deep into and pause in the play of the community. Because the excavation is just as critical as the creation. We get to know who you are and understand truly how you want to show up for your people before we ever support you with laying out any type of visibility, recommendations, tactics, strategies, or plans. And every month in Pause on the Play the Community, you have direct access to myself and coach and DEI consultant Erica Corday in our monthly Q&A session to get that individualized feedback, as well as 24-hour access to a space where you can post a question or get feedback from your fellow community members at any time about the visibility work that you're doing. So that question of where do I need to show up and how often can be customized and really designed to fit how you can thrive the best. So I encourage you to head on over to pauseintheplay.com slash community and sign up today. You can join us for under $100 a month and we have an open membership where you can come and go at any time. It's a great way to be able to continue this visibility work in a way that makes sense for you and build that roadmap to the future that is truly going to support the way that you show up best. Again, head over to pauseontheplay.com slash community to learn more. I do feel like, especially when it comes to like literally figuring out what platform when it comes to social and do I need an email newsletter versus a podcast versus this or that, we can easily get into our head with those questions on strategy calls. And I always try to bring it back to please go and experiment and please evaluate each opportunity or each space that you just mentioned separately because you may find that you know, emailing feels amazing and maybe you actually enjoy writing, but getting on podcasts and having to speak into a mic and a a blank screen sometimes, or you can't even see the other person (laughs) might feel like trash. And that is going to be different for each person. I agree. And it's, it's fascinating though, that we still like, we feel this pull to do those things. And so I love that you talk to clients about doing that because it really does speak to It's that permission. And I think a lot of times we just need that permission from someone that we trust and someone that has our best interest in heart to say, you don't have to do all the things. Like find the one that feels really good for you and take that and thrive in that area. So I love that you are giving people permission to do that. Ah, Thank you. And I think that's a big misconception about the marketing side of brand visibility is that you have to constantly create new things in each space that I do my best to disrupt with clients and listeners of the show of like, no, you know, a lot like you mentioned, you can find the places that feel best, show up there and do that really well. 
And then amplify that in the other places. Use the other places to get people to go back to the original place that you created something (laughs) if you choose to be in the other places. Um, But I'm curious to hear from you. Like That's something that I work on disrupting. But I have a feeling that (laughs) there may be some common misconceptions or myths or things that uh, show up that you encounter in regards to boundaries and visibility that you'd like to disrupt. So. <laughs> oh, so many. Let's see. How much time do we have? in here? <laughs> um, So I would say, oh, so many. Let's see. One is just to reiterate, you will not fail if you set boundaries. Like, let's just start there and just remind folks that the boundaries that you set allow you to prosper. The ability to pull back and rein in. I think about like pruning plants. So this is random, but it's gonna, <laughs> I promise it's going to be relevant. We have these bushes in the back of our house, like right on our deck that tend to overgrow um, all the time onto our deck. And it drives me crazy because it keeps me from actually being able to like walk down the stairs most of the time. And so every time we cut them back, they stay back for a little while, but then they just grow more. <laughs> like every time <laughs> we prune them, they grow more. And as I started to reflect on it, it really made me think about the concept of setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is like pruning a plant back for a moment of time so that the fruit can prosper and grow more. And I think that that is the same thing that happens when we set boundaries. There is often so much fear that. By setting boundaries and by setting limitations for ourselves, especially when they impact other people, that we are going to lose, that we're going to lose relationships, we're going to lose followers, people are going to talk bad about us. And they might, like, that That might be a consequence. And there is still so much more fruit that will come from it, that the losses that you might possibly experience will be minuscule in comparison to what you're going to receive. And so if we can mute the fear, because I don't want to, I don't want you to think that in setting boundaries, they're going to, your fear is going to go away. It will likely still be there. So we can just mute it. Just imagine having the TV on in the background and just mute it and still move forward with what you know intuitively you need to do because the outcome of that is going to be much more impactful than you continuing to give into not having boundaries with people. And this idea, so I think this is another part that plays a role in why we don't set boundaries, is we are so terrified of criticism or people not liking us, that we would rather keep doing all the things instead. Oh, I can so relate to that. Um, and I'll say that a misconception that and story that I once had is that that criticism would be that I'm being selfish, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of that, <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, please open your podcast app yeah. and do it. <laughs> search for pause on the play because you have an amazing interview over there about the case for being selfish and you completely debunk every thought I ever had about what it means to be selfish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that so much because you're right. Like 
one, I just love talking about being selfish. And so I'm trying not to like just do a replay of that podcast. <laughs> so yes, y'all have to just go check it out. But it's true. Like people say that, and there's the myth and the misconception that setting boundaries is selfish. And to be honest, just a little plug for the episode, it is selfish. But the thing about it is that it's not a bad thing. The being selfish part allows you to be so full and taking care of for you that you can show up for your clients. You can show up for the people that you're supposed to be showing up for. And that is the benefit of the boundaries that you set. And so when we're talking about debunking, it's not even debunking the idea that boundaries are selfish because I really believe that they are. It's more so debunking this concept that if you're taking care of yourself by setting boundaries, then there's something wrong with that. And I think that that is a concept that serves to keep us oppressed. It serves to keep us in an overworked, undervalued mindset. And it doesn't benefit the people who are living in that way. It doesn't benefit you. And it also doesn't benefit the people that you're serving. So yeah, just go ahead and reframe boundaries are not bad. Boundaries might be selfish, but being selfish is not a bad thing either. Well, and I think a lot of the listeners here have been on a little journey as far as their relationship with social media as a whole and just the things that we witness as far as ethics of the owners of some of these platforms and their algorithms and things like that can bring up a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. But I just feel inclined to say that these things and showing up in all these places all the time and giving your best mm -hmm. in all of the places and just mm -hmm. constantly pouring out so much value doesn't benefit you and your people. It benefits the owners of these social media channels because it gets people to stay on the platform longer so they can make more money on ads. Mm. Oh, all right now, India. <laughs> Just saying. That means, uh, I, yeah, I, yes, second. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we could go on and on about boundary setting. I'm curious to know if there are any other things or misconceptions that you'd like to kind of bring to us today? Actually, yes. What I would say, and I just can't not um, talk about boundaries and talk about visibility and these beliefs and understandings without talking about this, because it's the work that I'm so passionate about, is a lot of times when we are going into these spaces of building a brand, of building a business, of being visible, it brings up our own traumas. It brings up our own past histories. It brings up our own interpersonal challenges that we've had prior to um, starting the business, building the brand. And so I don't want to make it sound like, oh, you just decide today that you're going to set a boundary and then <laughs> it's just that easy to go out and do it because I know from personal experience, I know from the work that I do, that it's not always easy. And so what I want to invite people to do is like dispel this misconception that, oh, you can just go out and set a boundary today and it's fine. But more so that if there is deeper work that needs to be done so that you can be more confident in setting your boundaries, do that deeper work. And sometimes that deeper work means going to therapy. Sometimes that deeper work means 
getting a coach. Like there are so many different ways to do that deeper work. But a lot of times it's not that we don't have the information around setting boundaries. It's out there. It's not that we don't understand why boundaries are important. It's that there's a barrier between the knowledge that we have and the action of doing. And so I want you all to know that that deeper work is available to you and it will actually free up so much space and energy for you to be able to set those boundaries if you actually understand the root of why you're not able to set those boundaries. So powerful. Thank you so much for saying that. And dare I say that that deeper work and you know, if there has been any trauma, the the process of, you know, navigating that trauma with someone who is qualified to support with it can also support you in the other areas that I find come up so frequently in the work that I do of like, what stories do I share? And how much of the story do I give? And am I ready to even share this story about myself? Yes, that is such a good point, because there that is a huge part of our brand and our visibility is the sharing of our personal stories, but it's really difficult to share your personal story, your past traumas, your history. If you choose to share that, it's harder to share that when you haven't healed from it, when it's still a wound and it's still triggering and activating, it makes it harder to actually want to show up in an authentic way. It limits your ability to really show up and be visible. And so absolutely, if you're going, if a part of your brand is sharing your story, how much more full can your story be if you've healed those past experiences that you're bringing to the people who care about you and who want to learn more about you? Mm, And also how much more exciting and fulfilling can showing up be for you once that's healed as well? Absolutely. All right. Well, I know, um, I've, we've had such a great conversation. I feel like I need to have you come back to the show because there's just so much we could dig into here. And as you know, we love leaving the listeners and the readers of the article with one small action they can take today to actually generate some change and an impact in their life. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what you think that might be based on our conversation. Yes, I would say do an inventory Where are the places that you are feeling very pulled? Are you feeling forced or it feels like an obligation? It feels like you don't really have any control over. Where are those areas in your life? Because they're likely showing you the places where you need to set boundaries. So what I always encourage as the first step is to just get very clear about where we're starting from. The first step is not to take action. The first step is to develop insight. So if you can sit down and just spend some time reflecting on where are those places that just don't make you feel good in terms of your brand, in terms of your business, that's likely a cue, that's likely a red flag, if you will, that there's a boundary that needs to be set in that area. Mm, I love that tip. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing it. Of course. (laughs) And are there any other final thoughts that you'd like to dig into? Oh, India, we could do. You said you got to invite me back. And so we'll just have another episode because there's so much, always so much (laughs) more. 
Um, but I will just say like, there is freedom in setting boundaries. There is so much peace in setting boundaries. And a lot of times when, when we're starting the process, so after we've developed that insight and we've actually started taking those steps and practicing and taking action around setting boundaries, it is a very uncomfortable process in the beginning. Like, I would say the first time you tell someone no and they react negatively or just the first time you tell someone no, you're like, oh, wow, this was okay. That action of telling someone no or that action of not responding, it is going to feel extremely uncomfortable. So just brace yourself for that. But as you continue to do it and as you continue to move forward in that process, you are going to find so much more peace in your ability to set boundaries that you will start to forget what the discomfort feels like because the Mm. peace is going to feel so good. So as you're desiring to step into this space of setting more boundaries and not showing up all the time in all the spaces, remember and look into the future of there is going to be a peace that surpasses all understanding that comes when you practice setting boundaries. Thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) All right. It wouldn't be a flaunt your fire episode if I did not ask you, what does flaunting your fire mean for you right now? For me right now, flaunting my fire means being authentic and true to myself and honoring myself without seeking or expecting validation or approval from anyone else. Such a powerful share. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful episode. So I know I've said it a million times, but thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing so much with the listeners and the readers. Uh, You just always bring so much joy and insight into what you have to share. And for that, I thank you. Thank you, Andy. Oh my goodness. You said that you are like the heart centered Philly kind of person and you are making me have all of my feelings. So thank you so much. I love this topic. I love this work. Um, and so I'm so happy that you hear that because it really, I think that if we can get this right, we just have the power to change the world. So I'm really passionate about this. So thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And speaking of the ability to start with changing the world, I do believe a lot of that starts with self um, and just sharing with the listeners. You know, I have been on my own visibility journey and um, really begun to apply more and more of the tools that I support clients with on myself. Um, And part of that has meant also doing some of this deeper work that you talk about Mm -hmm. and exploring things like trauma therapy and EMDR. And it makes me so, so excited (laughs) that these are some of the services that you provide with your practice. So could you share more about the work that you do and how others can reach out to you? Absolutely. So um, I have a group therapy practice in Georgia. We are fully virtual and online practice, and we specialize in trauma treatment, primarily for black and brown women. Um, that's That's our staff makeup. That's what we're all really passionate about. And so if you are in Georgia and you are wanting to learn more about EMDR, you're, you're recognizing that some of this sounds like it jives and that it's bringing up something for you. That is the kind of work that 
that we do. We are all EMDR trained. Um, and so we're happy to assist in that way as well. We focus on holistic treatments. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher. We all are have experience and training around mindfulness techniques. And so we really look, we look at the whole person and we're really passionate about the work that we do. And so you can just head over to our website at www.worthwisdomwellness.com. You can sign up for our newsletter to get information from us. Um, and you can also learn more about starting treatment. I personally am licensed in a few other states. You'll have to go to the website and check out my bio to learn what all of those are. <laughs> but if you are interested in working specifically with me um, and you're not in the state of Georgia, there are a few options, but that is the best way to get connected with us. And I just want to say, uh, if you've been thinking about beginning that journey or picking back up the journey of self and healing and things like that, start today. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much power that comes from taking that time to focus on yourself yeah. and to refill your cup. And it has a massive, massive impact in the way that you show up in the world. Oh, India, you, we're going to have to, like, I don't have a podcast, but I'm going to have to invite you into something so you can start speaking <laughs> for us too, because that was a wonderful <laughs> summary. I 100% agree. And I even think that starting therapy, starting to focus on yourself, starting to do that work is a way of setting a boundary. And that is kind of one of those things that I mean, the boundaries start with you, the boundaries around you actually taking the time to commit to showing up to do your own healing work is a boundary that you're setting for yourself too. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much. You are so welcome. This was amazing. Like I just, y'all are amazing. So thank you all so much for having me. Wow. It's conversations like this that truly light me up. <laughs> They light my fire and they're a part of flaunting my fire. And so I truly do want to reiterate that if exploring the mental health services that Dr. Sims and her practice offers is something that you're interested in, I also want to note that they're able to service individuals who are in the Washington, D.C., Virginia, Pennsylvania, and even Maryland area. And I just mentioned that because I know quite a few of you listening are local to me and are on the East Coast and more of the Northern side of the East Coast. So definitely keep them in mind and head over to the website to check them out. And I want to know from you after listening to this episode, there's been quite a few shifts here on the podcast over the last few months. And so I would love to know what are some key takeaways you had from this episode? And also feel free to share what you'd like to hear more of here. You can do that by leaving us a written rating or review on Apple Podcast or your podcast app of choice, or you can share in your stories and put a little comment in there on Instagram at Flaunt Your Fire. We check those out and we truly do take it to heart of what you're sharing that you'd love more of because I know it comes up with our community members and our clients. And some of those things, but it's always great to also hear the feedback from you of what stood out to you and, you know, what are your current challenges and how we can better support you with that. So I'm looking forward to hearing your responses and reading your comments and statements. 
And I'm also looking forward to what's coming up here on the show. So make sure that you go ahead and follow the podcast or head over to our website and subscribe to our newsletter of which we share any information about new episodes. So that way you can be notified of the new things to come. I mean, I feel like these episodes just keep getting better and better. And with guests like Dr. Sims, how could they not? (laughs) Well, with that said, I can't wait to catch you on the next episode. This episode of Flaunt Your Fire is brought to you by Pause on the Play. You can learn more about Pause on the Play's community, workshops, and podcast by visiting pauseontheplay.com. Again, that's pauseontheplay.com. The Flaunt Your Fire podcast is recorded on the stolen land of my brother's ancestors, the Piscataway people. This land is known by many as the capital of the United States, Washington, D.C., and its surrounding areas. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?